Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Welcome to the world of Selena. Spears and Spears is a mature TTRPG experience made for adults by adults. Some themes may not be for all viewers. Content warnings will be listed in the written episode description. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the final interview for our final captain. Tonight, we will be exploring the story of another wonderful part of our rebellion. Someone who may not have been dreamt as a sentient being, but became one anyway. We find ourselves in a mixture of a laboratory and a medical room. Patients laying on beds, utensils in glass beakers and sanitary equipment all over. And we find ourselves in the humble abode of one Dr. Jedediah. He wanders around as he is preparing for his next surgery. And he looks and goes, oh, MA37682116. Please come to the surgical room with me to perform this next surgery. Very well, doctor. Good. Um, we have a gentleman with multiple bullet wounds in his chest. Uh, it will be a precarious surgery. Um, I hope you are prepared, obviously. Um, you are, this is what you're made for. And if you wouldn't mind describing what you look like. Yes, MA37682116 is a copper robot warforged who shines radiantly under the shining bulb lights that flicker in this laboratory doctor's office. His futuristic designs shape his body in ways that no human body could. His eyes and mouth are permanent fixtures on his face that beam a neon blue in a sleek and sleek copper adornments for ears. He has a gemstone in his chest that also glows a neon blue and pumps energy through him. He's built to be precise. He is built by a large manufacturer corporation, so he is not unique in any way, but he makes up for it in character. Perfect. You follow uh, Dr. Fitz into the surgical room where 
uh, he continues to scrub in and prepare for this surgery. Uh, and he asks you for utensil after utensil. You hand it to him. You make cuts where you need to. You uh, wipe his forehead as he asks. And you are obviously the perfect medical assistant. That's what you were made for. But today is the day that something Dr. Fitz never would have accounted for happened. As he is cutting open a patient and pulling bullets out, wires spark a little too close to you and they hit your body sending electrical pulses throughout your entire mainframe and wiring, and you collapse to the ground. <sighs> Gods be damned, of course I have to fix... <sighs> you, sir, will have to wait for a moment. I have to fix my assistant. As he moves to bring you up to a table and tinker with you for a little bit, as he fixes and inputs something in your chest and with a tap of a in magically infused hammer, um, your wires whir back to life and that gem in your chest glows uh, and your eyes do, but they are a, some would say a brighter blue than before. What does it feel like when you reboot? Rebooting is something that MA37682161 used to. He used to shutting down at the end of a long day and then rebooting at the beginning of the next. But this one is different. This one was caused by electrical surge throughout his body. Something feels different about this reboot. Something makes him want to look around instead of look towards his goals that have been put in front of him. They want makes him want to actually look at his surroundings and look deeper at this doctor. Well, you should be good now, the doctor exclaims as he looks at you and goes, MA37682116, please continue with the surgery as planned. I must re-scrub my hands as I had to fix you. Yes, doctor, right away. He goes over to kind of like I feel like his body motions towards what he is told to do but I think he's really taking what he's approaching instead of approaching the goal that he needs to get done approaching what what is he approaching what what is before him what does this patient look like you move forward to the table as the doctor is re-scrubbing and you see an Elven man with dark skin and white hair with multiple incisions all over his body and valves placed in it. As you start to hear screams over the rest of the noises in the surgical unit, and you see that there's mutilations done to this person, and then you hear the doctor's voice again. MA37682116. What is the issue? I gave you a command and you are to do it. I think I think he doesn't hear it fully. I think the 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 like wires snap in his motherboard of the command being but there's just this overwhelming sense of this is this is not human. This is not supposed to be on this elven man. What is what is going on? Did did he do this? Did, did I do this? I will repeat. 
M A three seven six eight two one one six. I gave a command. Or do you need a reboot again? Max's eyes go wide at the fact. This is the first time he's had these thoughts, these feelings of wanting to protect somebody other than doctor, something other than what he did. I think he steps back away from the patient, turns away to the doctor, looks at him like, What are we doing? We are saving lives, making them better. What does it matter to you? You are a machine. I think... I am more than that now. I cannot let you go any further. We need to step back. I see a reboot is in order then. Is there anything? I think in this moment, he's rejecting his programming. His mind is kind of going in that loop of like, it's not hitting the right code and it's like going over and over and over where the name MA37682116 is just not registering. Everything that has happened is not clicking. He's realizing that he has had a hand in all of this, that he has been programmed for such horrendous things that he, he, he wants to reach within. And he's like, how, how can I get out of this? How can I get out of, help me get out of here. You see, as you are standing there and looking, the doctor is moving forward and his magic infused hammer is out again. And he is just looking at you with curious eyes as he says, MA37682116, shut down. No, I repeat, MA37682116, shut down. I think in this moment, Max is looking for anything sharp nearby to try and dig in as deep as possible as an opportunity to escape. Give me a perception check. Am I using the current mm -hmm. stats I have? Mm -hmm. see. That's a natural 20. You see, you have two options. There's a 10 blade, which is a very sharp scalpel to your left, or there's a screwdriver to your right. Are you trying to be clean or are you trying to do as much damage as possible? I think he's looking to be clean mostly for the sake of being quick. He's looking for a way out. He's thinking the pain is going to be more of a distraction and not a full, like, disarming of this person. Okay. The ten blade is to your left, within arm's reach, and there's a door right behind the doctor. What do you do? He's going to try to grab the blade and throw it at the doctor. Hold for the door. Give me a... to hit. You can use your weapon stat for the to hit. That is going to be a 24. 24 definitely hits. You sit there and you whip this 10 blade at the doctor and it sinks right into his left eye. And with a scream, he is down on his knees, covering his face, worried more about his eye and his face than the now rogue sentient warforged that he had in his surgical room uh, and you make your way to the door and get out and we will jump five years in the future you are now helping people you are in the one of the biggest cities in the vanmark republic galoya and you are working under people that really want to help the world and really want to help people, people that you've grown to trust 
as much as you can trust. But over the years, you've stopped identifying with your make and model number. The serial number that was inscribed has now had all of the numbers crossed out. Max. You hear behind you, uh, excuse me, Max, um, do you need me for any other surgeries today? No, that, that will be fine, all right. Hey, thank you so much for all of your help today. Of course. Um, uh, and this is your, um, you work very close with this person. They are a uh, orange-skinned tiefling with yellow eyes and X's for pupils. And they have crescent moon-shaped horns on their head. And they wear kind of like, um, their doctor's jacket looks kind of almost like a, uh, formal like robe uh and they have little hoop glasses and metal adornments on their ears um and their name is corinne and they go okay well i'm, I'm going to go get some tea uh would you like anything um yes i, I would love some tea um i would love some chamomile full to the water please of course i will um bring that right away um and as they go to get the tea, um, another person comes in, a short uh, satyr man with a tuft of hair on his chin and curly, scraggly red hair in between his horns, wearing a scarf with star designs on it. And uh, you know this as the assistant to the leader of the rebellion, uh, Ollivander. And he goes, ah, just who I was looking for. Uh, Max, uh, just to let you know that, uh, Xander would like to see you today. He has some important information for you, um, and it is rather pertinent that you go to hear it. So, um, after dinner, he has called for you to go visit him and have a meeting. Of course. Uh, I would be happy to. I know that as soon as I've cleaned up and... Uh, closed up my shop for the day. Um, do you happen to know what it is he wishes to speak to me about? Um, it is a very important meeting. Uh, he is having it with a couple of other members of the rebellion as well. So it is important that I don't say it out loud because it's a need-to-know basis. Quite understandable. Um, where, where would he... Is it I'm meeting him at his place? You will meet him in his office. Um... Uh, if you want, when you are after dinner, I can come get you. So bring you to his office if you'd like. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, don't work too hard. Uh, you are important. He's in my nature, so work hard. I understand. Uh, and he kind of like, you just hear his hooves like clopping out of the room as you, uh, as Corinne comes back at, with the tea as you ordered it and gives it to you and goes, so, what made you... How do I ask this without being rude? What made you want to be a healer? It's a long, long story. And, uh, my code is a little tired to hate it all. All I want is to do right in this world. I can agree. You know, people usually see tieflings and think that we're evil, but I don't like that and want to prove them wrong. Um, but... I'm obviously more of a surgeon than a doctor. Um, you are fine. But that's fine. We all have our talent. 
people can say what they want of tieflings, but you are a wonderful person who is capable of great, great things. Oh. You are a doctor. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, so, why was Ollivander in here? Um, I'm requested for a meeting of some sort. Um, I shouldn't be too long. I suspect that I do need to attend it. Interesting. Well, who knows? Maybe you'll get a promotion. That would be great. I would love to upgrade our toy van. <laughs> yes. Um, well, um, I will start tidying up. Uh, if you would like to relax for a little bit, um, some surgeries did get pretty bloody today. I think that, uh, bloody comment kind of, like, snaps a vision back of the day that he left, seeing the blood on his own physically and metaphorically, mm. and in that moment just kind of, like, stops before he speaks, and then he- Yes, yes, we do need to clean up, but- uh, I will not rest there. It will be faster if we work together. Oh, of course, yes. Um, but you work so hard. Uh, you deserve a little break. It is in my nature to work hard. I do not fight it. It gives me all the things I could want in life. That is an interesting way. You must feel fulfilled if your work gives you everything you want in life. I do not know if I understand the meaning of the word fulfilled. I'm not sure that I understand it either. There's always more. And if the opportunity of more presents itself, I hope that I am brave enough to take it. Yes, I agree. Uh, and Corinne will start to mop up the floor and kind of like gather all the utensils to like sanitize them and clean them and um, uses a little bit of magic here and there to like press to digitate things away to make it easier for you guys to clean. Um, Max helps along as well and he uh, has a little like monotone that plays like it's a little tune uh, that's very similar to like the cleanup song uh, that he plays as we're all kind of <laughs> up to kind of keep the spirits lively as we're cleaning up such grim matter. Yes, um, you see that Corinne kind of turns around to you and goes, you know what's interesting? I sewed together seven knife wounds today. That's a record. That's amazing, a record. I, lots of people coming in with knife wounds. I felt that things are okay outside of our work area. Coming more and more alarming, seeing as we see the familiar faces who come in with injuries, and we know the rambunctious things that they are getting into. But um, starting to see less familiar faces, very grievous injuries. It's concerning. Yes. Well, I did hear that the fight out on the field is getting a lot worse as more people are joining the side that we are against, which I don't understand how people can join the side of evil so willingly, but... Some people are not there by force, but it is... True. This... Still those who are doing it by choice, who deserve justice. Yes, I agree. 
And at that moment, you hear uh, a knocking on the door. Uh, and uh, Corinne sees the person walk in, and it's a, a shorter dwarven man that is kind of like holding his stomach a bit. Uh, and he goes, do you think perhaps you have a chance to help one more person this evening before you get to leave? Of course, of course, we just cleaned up. Please, Leo. Uh, he lays on the table, and um, you see Curran looks at you and goes, Max, is, perhaps could you handle this one by yourself? I uh, I have plans that I need to get to, or else I would totally stay and help. Um, that is quite all right, Curran. Please get to your plans that do not want to disturb your life. I can take things from here and then be on to my meeting. Have a wonderful evening. You deserve it. Thank you. Again. Don't work too hard, even though your nature tells you to. I, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself at this point, but it is in my nature to work hard. Uh, you hear them laugh a little and leave. Max kind of like laughs to himself as well, just because it is, this is kind of like an everyday conversation. He's like, take it easy. And I'm like, I literally can't. And it's just like a back and forth of yeah. like, please don't and i'm like i physically have to it continues i i'm just built that way yeah uh and you um you continue to tend to the man that's on the table and he's like he's coughing up blood but the weird thing is is you can't seem to find any wounds and you can't, even with scanning him the way that you do with your systems, can't seem to find any reason for him to be coughing up blood. And I, I want to work through the steps medically as I am programmed to. Mm -hmm. I want to first do a medicine check before thinking if I need to take this into a magic way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give me a medicine check. Okay, that's all right. That's a 14. 14. Yeah, you don't see anything medically wrong. I mean, he has bruises and scars, but nothing really that would cause coughing up blood. Do I feel like it is something magically hurting from within? Give me an arcana check. That's bad. That's a seven. A seven? Yeah. No, there, you, you're not sensing anything really magically going on with him. I think then, probably just as a precaution, I'm going to go ahead and cast a Lesser Restoration. Lesser Restoration? Uh, touch a creature and their one disease or one condition. Dang it. Blinded, deafened, paralyzed. You see as you cast this on him, you just hear a little... <laughs> it's quite nice that you get rid of my joint pain like this, but this will come to a shock to you. And then you feel electricity going through your entire body as... A electrical prod is shoved right into your gem, and everything goes black. The only thing you hear is, Sorry, Maxi. Can't let them find a healer to go along with all of the new captains they're going to need. And you're out. But that is not where this interview stops. In the darkness, 
suddenly a picture appears. You look around and you see other rebellion members that you've seen before. You don't necessarily know them, but you've seen them. But they're all impaled on spikes through their chest with blood coming out of their mouth and bleeding from their chest where the spikes come out. And you are, you're, why is it wet around your mouth? Why is it wet on your chest? Are you bleeding? No. You feel the fluids that run through your wiring and everything coming out of you as if blood, as you are also impaled on a spike. And you look to the edge of the building and you see a shorter person, a shadow of a person next to a taller being in a hood with a jagged smile spread across their face as they tilt back with the other shadowed person off the edge of the building and you go back to dark. And that is where we will end this interview. (laughs) Join us all for the premiere of Max joining us, which will be the day after this episode comes out. Can't wait to have Max join us and interact with all of our other captains. Thank you, CJ, for being my player in this wonderful interview. I can't wait to see where we can take Max. I'm very excited to have this poor, sweet robot have his feelings. Just, he's, yes. He has built him so sweet, and this isn't going to be good. <laughs> no. No, it's going to be a fun one. But we will see you all when Max appears. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Queers and Spears Campaign 2 Defiance. Your support and feedback mean the world to us, and we love you all so much. Don't forget to rate, comment, or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, and you may get the chance to receive a shout-out on a later episode. Follow us at Queers and Spears on most social media, except for Instagram, where you can find us at Queers and Spears. We can't wait to have you all back for future episodes, which air every Friday at 12.30 p.m. EST. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.